Why don't we go to church? That's a question I've been asking myself. I go to church, but I ask, why don't we go to church? Why don't more people go to church? Recently in a Pew Research poll, it talked about the fact that when asked the question, do you believe in God? 80% said yes, 19% said no. So it gave me pause and I thought, wait a minute, if 80% of us say we believe in God and only 19% say we don't, then why don't we go to church? And here's the even more interesting thing. Of the 19% who say they don't believe in God, 9% of them believe in a spiritual force that's a higher power. So we could argue that 89% of US adults believe in God in some way, shape or form. And yet we know for a fact that that's not how many people go to church. That number is far lower. We know that because churches are closing, especially during COVID. And so I asked myself the question, what is the problem and what should we do? One of the things I believe in is we have to make sure that we understand the church in the New Testament, the one that changed the world, had three qualities. It was life-changing, it was non-traditional, meaning Jesus said, no, don't go by traditions, and it was non-denominational. They weren't broken up into various groups based on particular men or women or particular styles. And so I went through and I said, okay, is this really true? Then I looked at an article by Barna, another polling group. They, in 2014, had an article out, Americans Divided on the Importance of Church. And it pointed out all these statistics about why did you attend church? Why don't people attend church? And you know what it showed me? 43% of the people attended church to be closer to God. And here's another interesting thing. Those who said, I won't attend church, 40% of them said, I find God elsewhere. What does that tell us? We're right back at the 80% number. If you put those two together, 43% of the people who attend church attend to be close to God. 40% who don't attend church find God elsewhere. That means that 83% of the people are out there looking for God in the church. That's what they're looking for. Unfortunately, when people go to church to find God, they oftentimes don't. And that's why they don't attend. They show up and it's a internal argument. It's an internal debate. It's, yes, sir. I'd like to have an argument, please. Sir, <laughs> have you been here before? No, this is my first time. I see. Uh, a, a church that looks good, It's it's got great music, it's got a great building, but it's not got God, if I can use that language. And so we look at Mark 11, and in Mark 11, Jesus addresses this problem. He doesn't particularly say, here's why you don't go to church, but he says, here's the condition of the church. Now, a lot of people will point out, well, he's talking about Jews. Well, I think sometimes that's used in a way to be anti-Semitic. That's not what I'm talking about. I think Judaism in the Bible is really the entrenched and established traditional church of the time. So rather than talking about the Jews, we ought to look at what is the entrenched tradition right now? In Mark 11, Jesus compares it to a tree, a fig tree. He runs into a fig tree when he's with his apostles and he looks at it and it's in full leaf and yet he curses it. He says, may you never bear fruit again. Why? Because when a fig tree is in full leaf, it should have buds. And even though those buds aren't super tasty, when you're hungry, anything will work. Lay off me, I'm starving. It had leafy branches with no buds and obviously no figs, because there's two seasons. And guess what Jesus said? May you never bear fruit again. What was he doing? He was actually doing something in the physical world to point out something about the spiritual world. He was pointing out that the church of that day, it looked good 
and was very leafy and very green, but it had no impact. It couldn't satisfy anybody's hunger. And in Mark 11, 15 to 17, that was Mark 11, 12 to 14, in Mark 11, 15 to 17, then it shows Jesus going to the temple, the physical church. And he clears it out because what they're doing is they're not worshiping God. It's not a house of prayer. They're in there having a market. They're selling goods. They're trading with each other. They've turned the temple into a community center. And Jesus goes, okay, it looks real leafy green on the outside, but there's no impact. It's not changing anybody's life. They have developed a set of traditions. They have developed a little denominational place they go. And as a result, it's not making an impact on the people around them. And Jesus doesn't like that. Now, there's nothing wrong with being denominational as long as we understand that Bible comes before denomination and being like Christ comes before denomination. And we want people that don't know God to want to know God and want to believe he can find, we can find him in the church. And in Mark 11, 18, 21, guess what? Right after he does all that, as you can imagine, the religious leaders, the entrenched leaders, the people who dominated the established church, they wanted to kill him. Mm -hmm, that's right. He and his apostles took off and they're walking along and the apostles go, hey, Jesus, that tree, remember that tree you cursed, it's withered and died. And Jesus is like, uh-huh, because that's exactly what happens when we appear leafy green on the outside, but we have no impact on people around us. What is the result of that? When a church doesn't change lives and when a church doesn't help people know God, people don't attend. But here's the breakdown. Not only do people not attend who are not churchgoers, people stop attending who are churchgoers. Barna had a really interesting poll come out. People that are still attending their pre-COVID church, 35%. But people who switched churches during COVID, 14%. But here's the real showstopper. 32% of people have stopped attending church during COVID. That's right. More than double the number of people who switch churches have people quit going to church. What does that tell you? You can have a leafy green tree. You can have a church with all the trimmings, but if it doesn't teach God and if all the people in it aren't focused on God, people are not going to be interested in going. And that's why I believe the Bible teaches we need to have a life-changing, non-traditional and non-denominational church. One that's not wrapped up in tradition. One that's not wrapped up in a particular label. There's something wrong with being part of a denomination, but you want to remember that people out there are not looking for a denomination. I remember in the 80s and the 90s, people used to ask the question, well, what kind of denomination do you belong to? That's not asked today. I talk to people all the time. They don't want to know that. They want to know what kind of church do you have? What does your church do? Because we're living in a time where people are searching for God. And unfortunately, when they go to church, they don't feel like they can find him. And Jesus points that out with a fig tree that was leafy, but had no fruit. It had a lot of good looking outside, but it really didn't make a difference in everyday life. In fact, one of the comments that is seen in all the polling is that people feel that church is irrelevant to their life, meaning it can't change it. And Jesus takes all that and in Mark 11, we wind it down in verse 22. Then Jesus said to the disciples, this is after the temple, this is after the leafy trees, this is after no bud, this is after no fruit. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Why does Jesus tell him that? He says, don't get freaked out about the withered tree. Yes, if you don't have God at the center of your life, and yes, 
If you begin to be all about traditions and not God's word, and yes, if you start getting more into your particular denomination and the little uh, things that you uh, prefer and like to do, and you lose sight of faith, then your church and your group is going to wither. He goes, but here's the good news. If you have faith in me, he's saying, if you have faith in God and you have no doubt in your heart, then guess what's gonna happen? You'll be able to say to this mountain move. He's saying, it's not over. You build a church built on God, you build a church built on faith, and it's going to change lives and it's going to inspire people. So why don't we go to church? Because when we go to church, we don't see this. We don't see mountains move. We don't see lives changed. And I, I love church, I love going, but I want people out there to feel like, hey, when I go to church, it'll make a difference in my life. It'll make a difference in my life when it comes to diversity and racial prejudice. It'll make a difference in my life when it comes to marriage and having great marriages instead of marriages that fall apart. It'll make a difference in my life in that it'll inspire people who are younger to want to be a part of church, not because it's a tradition and not because they've been raised in it, but because they see it as relevant to their lives. Life changing. That's the kind of church we're talking about. And that's the kind of church that people will want to attend. Why don't people go to church? Because they don't feel their life will be changed. And each one of us needs to understand that Jesus can provide that life change. You know, Jesus is the one who helps us with our shame. He's the one who helps us with our inadequacy, and he's the one who helps us with our negativity. These are big problems that all of us face. And when the church is focused on God, it helps us deal with the shame, the inadequacy, and the negativity. And that's what we want to be able to have. Let's close it out. Mark 11:24. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. What's happening in our lives during COVID is tough. There's a lot of pandemic stress, a lot of pandemic anger, a lot of pandemic distance in relationships. But we need to have hope and we need to know that if we believe and if we focus on our faith, it will change lives. But we can't get consumed with internecine fighting, Christian against Christian, debating and getting into arguments with each other to try to see who's right and who's wrong. Because those are the things that make people say, I don't want to go to church. You know, it's interesting. Jesus provides an answer here in verse 25 to that issue. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. You know what? I heard someone say, and the Beatles sang about it. All you need is love. That love. Love is ultimately the answer to everything. And love forgives. If we want to get a restart and we want to rebuild our churches and we want to make them the kind of church that someone will attend, and maybe you're out there and you don't go to church and you're relating to what I've talked about and you say, that's exactly what I feel. Life-changing, non-traditional, non-denominational. That'll get people wanting to go back to church. That's one quick thought.